the second. Coop. Hello and welcome to Highly Questionable. I hope they air all of that because I'm sure Bomani Jones was just dealing with one of those computer puzzles that he's always dealing with. That's Izzy Gutierrez. Let's get started. I was also trying to find my keys. I need Izzy to bring the ride around. Should the NBA cancel or postpone games because of coronavirus? All right, before we get to the serious stuff, let's have some fun with some of the funny stuff. You remember a couple of days ago when LeBron James was Hulk Hogan going from one side of the ring to the other saying, I play for the fans and only for the fans. I curse at the cameras and tell you the fans are all that matter. Listen to that. We play games without the fans? Yeah. No, it's impossible. I ain't playing. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's who I play for. You don't think that's my that teammates play for? I don't play for the fans. That's what it's all about. So, if I show up to an arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. So, they can do what they want to do. Thanks, right. everyone. Appreciate Thanks, it. <laughs> I ain't never played the game without no fans <laughs> ever since I started playing ball. All right, so now we have a little bit of a 180 here, a bit of an about face. He has gathered new information, and this LeBron doesn't sound like that LeBron. Obviously, I would be very disappointed, at, you know, not having the fans because that's what I play for. I play for my family. I play for my fans. They're saying no one could actually come to the game if they decide to go to that point. So I'd be disappointed in that, um, you know. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta listen to um, you know the people that's keeping a track on what's going on. And if they feel like it's best for uh, the safety of the players, the safety of the franchise, safety of the league, um, to uh, mandate that, then we all we all listen to it. I'm not going to mock the man for being a good teammate, for being a corporate partner with the NBA, for gathering new information, and even though it's embarrassing, changing his stance. But let's be clear about what's happening here. I understand what we're talking about, health issues. But the very last stop before we protect all the health issues is the economic issues. And they don't want to lose the gate yet. That's going to be a last resort. And they certainly don't want to lose the television money. We here at ESPN don't know right now in this time of uncertainty where to send camera crews there's money being lost all over the place here potentially and so that's the about face of the corporate voice and face for the league lebron james somebody told him hey we might be headed here and so he's got to protect everybody's interests i'm not going to make fun of him for that and that's almost the perfect reaction just for some perspective right oh no that's crazy how could we ever do that and then he's armed with the facts and it's like oh, wow, that's a possibility. We might actually have to do that. And that's just where we are with this thing, right? And obviously, if you listen, as LeBron said, to the people who know what they're talking about with this, the number one issue is containing it, right? Keeping these large gatherings of people from happening so that we don't spread the virus unknowingly. But here's part of the issue there, right? So if we cancel the games, then we're sort of inciting panic. Everything's a little bit different than what we're expected. You know, sports is part of the fabric of everyday American lives. So what would seem to make the most sense for me is to play these games without fans. As surreal as an experience as that would be, it would help normalize things every day for for Americans here, but also just for the sake of the sport, which isn't really that important, keeps things normalized as we figure out how this is going to end. It would seem to me that canceling them all together is a bit much if we can safely do this without fans in the building. Yeah, let me ask this question, though, because LeBron was talking about listening to people that stay on top of these things. Who is the NBA talking to about this? And I asked that question because Woj reported that one possibility that they are considering is removing games from places that have high COVID-19 rates to places where there are no cases. Now, number one, we don't know if there's any place that has no cases because we haven't had that level of testing. But number two, 
How stupid does that sound? How about we leave this disease-riddled place and bring whatever we got with us to a place that has no problems right now, right? How about we go and share the love so that nobody feels left out? Did anybody who say that out loud, you did not feel like a moron in the course of making that point? The move that you're probably going to have to make, at least at the beginning, is we're going to play these games with no fans, right? It's going to be weird. The ball's going to echo a lot. You're going to realize that the people in the crowd are really extras in the larger production necessary to make it better television. All that might happen, whatever, but we got a collective responsibility at this point to do what we can to stop the spread of this because this is about to get oogly, man. And if you need to know what direction it's going, just look what's happened in the places where this hit first. You know how this is going to go. All the places where this hit first, they did the same thing we over here doing. Well, we'll see how it goes. Well, this, well, that. Then next thing you know, Italy on lockdown, dog, because this is just the way it's going to have to go. It's a pandemic. They make movies about this stuff. Does last night's loss to the Nets make you discount what the Lakers accomplished over the weekend? If LeBron James can jump into the MVP conversation with just a couple of games, can he jump out of it with just a late game situation that he did not handle very well last night? They're at home against the Nets. They're a double-digit favorite. He misses that to tie with 11 seconds left. And then at the end of the game, he makes the right play. It's the right play. Anthony Davis has to make that shot at the end, and we would be saying even again, oh, LeBron, see, winner. When he wins, we put him in the MVP conversation. We would have been saluting him for making the right play if Anthony Davis had simply made that shot in that spot. This doesn't discount anything they did. When they enter a series, they do so with two of the three best players on the court. Every series they play in, it gives them the advantage. I got to say this, man. A tricky thing about doing this job that we do is somehow we're expected to know a lot about the NBA while also acting like we've never watched the NBA before. So what happened in Los Angeles was this one team that is going to make the playoffs won a game against a team with a better record than it has. This kind of thing, quiet as it's kept kind of happens all the time, right? This is within the realm of possibility when NBA teams full of professionals play another team that is full of professionals. Now, if you had LeBron in the MVP race based on that last weekend, you were tripping in the first place. So if this tosses him out, I'm fine with that. He was never in the thing in the first place. But I don't feel like this is something that makes me look at the Lakers and just be like, oh man, I thought they were this one thing and now they're this other thing. What it says about the Brooklyn Nets was, good job. They just did this to Boston a few days ago, right? Yeah, and Brooklyn is a team that is desperate now, too, right? They're a team that lost their coach but still wants to stay in that playoff picture and make the postseason and prove that, hey, we've got a team here that Kyrie and Kevin Durant can join and we can do some things. But at the end of that game last night, you had LeBron missing the layup, which is weird, right? Because as you said, Dan, he makes more layups than anybody else percentage-wise over the last 20 years. But he also misses a ton in crunch time. He misses game-winning layups in that situation. So that's just odd. The kick out to Anthony Davis was absolutely the right play, not only because he was wide open, because he in particular since the new year has been shooting threes really well. But if you want to nitpick about things, you could say, hey, look, we know what the postseason is going to look like. LeBron's going to have his great games. He might have a couple of bad games. Anthony Davis is going to have to be pretty consistent throughout this postseason to elevate this team to championship level. So if he's not giving it to you when LeBron isn't, that's when you're going to have a problem with this team. But is that going to happen four times out of seven games in a series? Probably not. Izzy makes a good point, though. When you think about this, if this gets to a Lakers-Clippers conference final, Paul George has been in games with those stakes before. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, obviously, the newcomer there is Anthony Davis. How he responds is going to be something that we got to watch. 
Hold on, though, Bomani. Yes, we've seen Paul George in those situations, but to see him has been worse than not seeing Anthony Davis in those situations. All he's got experience in being is really bad in those situations. Well, I mean, he did have a very memorable conference finals that one time in Miami. That one time. That's right. He's got that right. He's still paying for that in some ways. Souvenir. Who's winning their beef, Charles Barkley or Draymond Green? All right, Izzy is dancing because of yeah. the house music behind us because it's spring break. He was dancing for some reason. It's not the topic, it's the music behind him. This is a fun beef right here. Let's check in. And Charles Barkley has been hammering Draymond for a while, but let's check in with Draymond responding to Barkley first. Barkley should stop before I go take his job, though. So I can do that well, too. He already didn't make enough money playing, so he need that job. He should stop talking to me. He also can't talk basketball to me either. Not smart enough, not qualified. No rings, can't see that this day. Rings is where he went on Charles Barkley. Charles has been hearing that one for a while. So here's Charles's rebuttal on the Dan Patrick Show. I like Draymond. Uh, he's a good player. But you know what he is? He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member, and he think he think the crowd is like cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> he's the least famous person in the boy band, and he thinks he's a star. And like he think all the girls are screaming for him, and like no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Enjoy being in the band because you're never gonna have any hit singles. Uh, but that's. But he's a nice guy. I like messing with him. Um, I do. I like messing with him. But he, first of all, he, he he don't have a face for TV. He's got a face for radio. Okay, and he's ugly on top of that is what we're hammering him home at the end with. Uh, I like both of these guys. I love the outspoken athlete. I'm enjoying their back and forth. But I don't think we can dispute this. Charles is better at both of the jobs Draymond is talking about than Draymond is, both basketball and the job of being a commenter in public. Barkley's been doing it for many, many years. Draymond Green, uh, he's not wrong about him. He is kind of that member of the boy band. Well, it's kind of hard to win a beef with Charles Barkley because he's kind of bulletproof because he's not taking a whole lot of this personally. And it seemed pretty clear that Draymond Green did take this to be a bit personal, right? The one person that can say that they're going to win a beef with Charles Barkley is the dude that can say, ask them about that time I slapped him at the Players Association meeting. Charles Oakley's the guy that has got like the beef victory over Charles Barkley. And I have to say this, and be fair to Draymond Green, he's not like the dude in the boy band that'll never have... Okay, I kind of understand where he's coming from on that. It's more like he's like Mr. Dalvin and Jodeci. They're like, what did he do? Come on, man. You know he played the drums on some of those songs, right? It's not his fault that he's not KC or JoJo. There's only room for a couple of those dudes, right? He's still got plaques on the wall. I don't know. I mean, I think in this is not a boy band, but he's at least Kelly Rowland, right? He's got a defensive player of the year trophy. He's got three. It's not Robert Ori we're talking about here. This guy does have legitimate something to know. He knows something about basketball. And I'll even give him that. Give him, you got the deep boy. He knows more about defense than Charles Barkley ever played, which I would say. And so look, and I'll tell you this too. In terms of Draymond Green, you could tell this year, and maybe it's because they're not as good, right? And maybe he's softened a little bit but he is way nicer to the media it's like he's preparing for the post-career situation where he will take charles barkley's job and if he does hey i think he'll be unleashed from the shackles of the nba and not have to worry about what he's saying so he could be better 
he is nicer because he's shooting 38% from the field. Bomani, <laughs> I saw it on your face. You objected to what uh, Izzy was doing there musically. All I'm saying is Destiny Child got three people, right? Draymond is right. not the number yeah. he's, not, he, yeah. he's not the number two. It is not his fault. It's okay. Which okay. Jackson can we make him, right? Tito used to play the guitar. That was a very important part of the presentation. Y'all talk bad about Tito because his name is Tito and it makes people laugh. But Tito was very talented. Coming up next on my show, Stevie Show. <laughs> Bell's with Tigers, baby. Oh, Why would just you let the anybody, bear walk is all that is. Why videotape you doing this? Like, is he checking I mean, his form later? Highly Questionable is brought to you by Corona Extra. Find your beach. Time to play the game. That's not leaving his house for the next four days. At least, do you question? We got to come to work, I think. We're going to have to come to work after that. You give us topics and events. I think we question them. Where's the hand sanitizer? Do you question whether Gary Payton II deserves blame for this? All right, the father, Gary Payton, one of the greatest trash talkers of all NBA time, has a Gary Payton Jr. That is not who we're checking in with right now. We're checking in with Gary Payton II. His nickname is not the glove like his father's. This is the second, and he's known as the mitten. What did he do last night? The mitten. And throws a terrible pass. Beal ahead to Payton. Oh. Oh. Just slipped. That's not blame. That's 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 got to be the guy who uh, the mopper. That's got to be the guy. There's a wet spot on the floor. Obviously, it's absolutely no. the ball boy's fault. And this Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton the second thing is the most amazing sibling information I've heard about an NBA player since I found out that Lance Stevenson also has a brother named Lance Stevenson. It's just spelled differently. That is amazing. But I believe Gary Payton did that on purpose to incite both of his children to fight each other because that's what Gary Payton would do, right? I mean, George Foreman named five sons George. Let's not forget wow. this. Let's get to true. the part that the young man did have a say-so on, or at least a little bit, the mitten, right? We can't let this young man <laughs> carve out his own identity, okay the mitten, right? They, 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 they had a shoe out called the Air Glove. It wasn't my favorite shoe in the world, but let me tell you, they ain't about to be making no Air Mitten, yeah. even if you're from Michigan. The mitten, Just we can't do no better by that young man, warm. but then the mitten, that is the general laziness and nicknames in the 21st century, man. We need some old sports writers from back in the day to come up with ultra-dramatic stuff, because on our own, we no. coming up show. No. No. Yeah, he never no, really gets the, hot. He just gets kind of toasty. He's got the nickname he deserves, guys. He averages four <laughs> points a game. The Mitten goes about right with four points a game. He's not getting any shoes and any better nicknames than that. The nickname he deserves is Junior, and that one's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Do you question if this training video of Jameis makes him a more attractive free agent? Jameis is fun as your quarterback. Jameis is scary as your quarterback. Jameis is going to be a quarterback in the league who's going to be interesting. But let's see what happens here. He turns the ball over way too much. What happens here? Why would you let anybody videotape you doing this? Like, is he checking I mean, his form later? Have you ever done this enough, Bo? Like, it's a really That's hard solid to do. course. That's I'm not, I'm not, saying, to do. I'm not questioning the difficulty of it. No. I'm questioning uh, why you'd want anybody to watch it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie no. here, and this might not be for television, but every time I do a bear no. crawl, and Dan, I don't know if this means you're on my mind way too much, but I honestly no. think of you, Dan. I think of you doing one of those bear calls, and I'm just like, man, how can this be this hard if I envision Dan doing it in his head? You've seen me head. do it because I can do it. I'll do it across the floor here to end the show if you want me to. That would Please. be fantastic. Please Are you wearing do. shorts? 
Uh, I am not wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. You're not? What, you got court today or something? I got pants. I got pants to prevent me from having to do physical things that will embarrass me on television. I'm sorry, Dan, not for saying that, but for actually thinking that when I'm uh, yeah, doing well, We're going to show like, it to you at the end of the show. I'm going to do it right across here. We're going to make all the cameras work for their money today. Highly Questionable is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Time to play the game that can't stop thinking about the dramatic finale from The Bachelor last night. See? Oh, no. Uh, You tell us what's on television tonight. We tell you if we're intrigued. Bomani and I were not watching that, but Izzy and Sarah, crazy people, crazy people. Thursday night at 10.30, Nets and Warriors. Okay, this game will not have any fans at it, uh, but it will be televised because that TV money is going to be the last thing to go. The TV money is necessary, so Izzy Gutierrez might be a sideline reporter at a game where you can hear everything being said. We don't know. What do we have here? KD. Durant rehabbing here, yes. Uh, Oh, he looks fine. He should play. I am curious what he's going to look like uh, when he returns. Izzy, are you intrigued? I am so intrigued. And here's the only thing I'm intrigued by. Will they do a Kevin Durant tribute video when, A, he's not playing, and, B, there's nobody <laughs> in the stands? What do you that would, do? That would be the time to do it. That would be perfect. Right? <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. They're, they're like, hurry up and whip up that video right now, right? Somebody, it is not even going to be a tribute video. It's going to be some YouTube video that somebody has up. But this is going to be weird to watch, man. Just just how many times when you hear that ball bounce, is it just going to echo and echo and echo? It could be charming. It will probably be bizarre. In the Big Ten tournament, Nebraska versus Indiana. All right, Nebraska is awful. Why would I be saying yes to this? Why possibly? <laughs> Nebraska is 7-24 and and helmed by our beloved Fred Hoiberg. But they've got two football players they're recruiting to play in their next game. And let's check in with what happened against Minnesota to our beloved Fred Hoiberg's team. They're down 27. And there it is. Oh. A little added bonus. Yes, uh, right there. Uh, happens there to the best is. of us. Does it? I don't feel like that's ever happened to any other good teams that I've ever seen. Izzy, are you intrigued? I feel like it happened to Travis Scott one time at a concert. No, I am not intrigued. Why? It's because I don't want football players replacing the basketball players. What happened to all those team managers that we see? Doesn't Jay Billis put out videos of, like, the team managers competing against each other? Didn't uh, Jackson State just have that Snacks kid play in the game? I want to see Snacks play for Nebraska, not some football players. That's cheating. I, I, that sentence was too long. I want to see Snacks <laughs> is something that is my life's call. How about you, Bo? Are you intrigued? I am intrigued. Hard fouls coming. If you've ever played any kind of intramural basketball or anything at the gym with the football team, you know how it is they get down. The other part, and this is just a little bit sad, which is if you're going to be a winner as a Nebraska football player, you're going to need to try to get some of those wins in other sports. It ain't 1995 no more. You know what I mean? Go pick up a win with the basketball team. Do they even play baseball? It's kind of cold up there. I don't know, but go get those wins where you can.
Guys, help me out here because I think we might be accused of some bias here because is it possible that the Nebraska football player we're talking about is some 6'9", 300-pound pink dude that plays on their offensive line? Like, is it possible that it ain't going to be one of the – oh, look at this, oh, guys. Look at this. Look please at this. Please let him we, be on the basketball team. Right? Yes, please. Please. Yeah. I don't even think he's hard fouling anybody. Oh, yes, he is. 300-pound Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Bomani Jones, the right time with Bomani Jones at the podcast. And find Izzy on some very lonely NBA sidelines where there might not be any fans. I don't need no microphone. Y'all can just hear me talk to you like this. <laughs> um, and this is uh, like I'm in the shot now here. And Izzy, you, uh, why do you yeah. think of me doing yeah. this, Izzy? Yeah. Like, because, why, I mean, why, because... Who? First of all, get your butt in the air. You got to get your butt higher. You got to really engage. No, the, but I there think you it's go. Easier That's how with the butt crawl. in the air. It's no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh not. yeah, take it back. I mean, this is exactly the exercise I would imagine you'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be look, able to get up from this. Graceful. I'm, nope. <laughs> I'm going to be here tomorrow and do the entire show like this. Can you add a burpee? Throw in a burpee if you don't mind. Stuck in it. I feel like I'm going to burpee up some vomit. <laughs>